gentleman. <laughs> How are you doing today? Yeah, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Presenting. From the hill. I mean, you always want some Space Jam in there, right? Oh my god, I love that movie. Space Jam is that. I see like my favorite movie as a kid, and I still don't know why. But it was so funny. It was so funny. I thought they were gonna make a second one of those. Are they still gonna do that? I don't know. I always heard rumors about it, like with Shaq or something. That's what I thought too. Yeah. But I was like, you can't recreate amazing content like that. You cannot. Also, Stop trying to fix things that aren't <laughs> broken. <laughs> yeah. Also, that scene where like Michael Jordan gets like sucked down into the golf ball <laughs> hole. When I was a kid, that scared the shit out of me. I was like, how could he fit in that tiny little hole? And you're like, I'm never going golfing. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, yeah, that was me too. Every time I went mini golfing after that, I was like, I'm not sticking my hand down there. Uh-huh. Are you kidding me? I'm going good. I'm gonna go to the Looney Tunes <laughs> land. And I was like, heck no, 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 no. It's a weird ass place. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that plot. Yeah, it's but one it's of those wild. that, like, looking back on it now, it probably was not suitable for children, but. <laughs> Like who came up with this? Uh, you know, I'm convinced that everyone that created the content for the ch- the children's content for our generation was just high as fuck. You look at SpongeBob. <laughs> oh my god! There's no way you weren't on drugs when you're making that show. <laughs> like that takes a special uh, kind of person. Yeah, like everything on Nickelodeon. Yeah, <laughs> so true. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, we should probably discuss more serious matters. <laughs> I since guess. that's what we're technically here for. Right, yeah, it is Even though it is politics, it's not that serious. Yeah, right? it's pretty much a TV <laughs> show at this point. Uh, it really is. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to our ninth episode of From the Hill, a 13-episode podcast following the Utah legislative session. We are nearing the end of week five with only two more weeks to go. Yay! We're your hosts. I'm Marina McTee, the managing editor of the forum. And I'm Cami Mondo, the editor-in-chief. So like Marina said, we are nearing the end times. It's the end of days. <sighs> Today, we're focusing on bills that center around education, which is kind of perfect timing um, for the activity going on around Capitol Hill this week. <laughs> yeah. Salt Lake City School just District teachers staged a walkout on Friday, leaving their classrooms and marching all the way to the Capitol building. They walked out of their schools around 1 in the afternoon, so most schools actually scheduled a half day so students could go home. Teachers are basically demanding the legislature to increase per-student spending because right now Utah is dead last in the nation for how much money they spend on each student in the schools. And teachers are not happy about it. 
Teachers are asking for a 6% increase in spending, which would roughly make out to be an extra $1,200 or $1,500 per student, which is a lot of money per student, which some government leaders, which has some government leaders saying no way. But teachers say they need it so they can afford school supplies for all their students, afford more substitute teachers, and have smaller class sizes. Yeah, and while it's a quite a bit of money, uh, teachers are making it clear that this money isn't going toward paying them more, which is interesting because teachers are definitely not compensated enough for what they do, uh-huh. but that's not what they care about. They're saying that this is a walk for students rather than a teacher walkout. By the time we've recorded this, the government hasn't really responded besides saying that they think it was disruptive to students to walk out in the middle of the day. But for now, we're going to move on to some of our highlights from this week, and then we'll get back to education. Yes, so as we said, we're reaching the end of the legislative session. We're in the home stretch, and Governor Gary Herbert, he's beginning to sign some bills into law. Man, finally. I know. So look at our bill count. We have 155 passed bills. Oh, wow. The governor signed 12 of them now. Uh, Most notably, he signed the medical marijuana bill into law. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We talked about this bill a bit last episode, but basically there was some talk on revising some parts of Prop 2 that passed in November 2018. So to get more info on that, check out episode 8. But for now, you can know that it has passed and signed into law. Yeah, so looking at some of the bills gaining our attention this week, there's another update on a proposition bill we looked at during some other episode. I don't know which one. Um, The gerrymandering bill, which Mm. lawmakers and advocates were trying to come to an agreement on whether they could really revise the law that set new regulations on how to draw voting boundaries. Yeah, that bill was causing a bit of controversy, but we're here to tell you they've come to a compromise. Yay! (laughs) Basically, it seems like lawmakers have stepped down and are letting the redistricting commission, which is what Prop 4 created when voters passed it in November 2018, to follow their own rules when drawing boundaries. Yeah, they're not saying much or giving much detail on what the actual bill says, but they do say they've reached an agreement, so I guess we'll have to see what that actually means. (laughs) <laughs> when they release it. <laughs> yeah. But for now, they're just like, yep, we... Yeah, I feel like, God, there are so many things that are legal that I feel like should not be. <laughs> yeah, Like no, hiding a bill before it's passed. I, yeah, and they're like, we've got, we've come to an agreement. We're not We're going to tell you what it is yet. <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. But, um... But it kind of sounds like they're not going to mess with Prop 4. That's what it sounds like. From what I understand, it sounds like they're not really going to change anything. And they've made Please a don't change anything about this one. Deal about it. Yeah. Nothing. So. Yeah. Yeah. And as angry as I am about them changing Prop 2, it still does mean that medical marijuana is legal now. Yes. Um, which is a step. Because, you know, we got to get our steps. <laughs> get those steps get those in. Steps. <laughs> um, yeah. It. I mean, it is still making medical marijuana legal, yeah. um, despite the restrictions that they're putting on it. And some dispensaries are opening up next week. Yeah, so like, on Monday. Yeah, so mm-hmm. glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> but. And honestly, of the two, like the gerrymandering one was the one that I was the most worried about because it has so much more of an impact. I mean, medical marijuana, like, does have a major impact, but, like, just 
legalizing marijuana and decriminalizing marijuana has the biggest impact when it comes to those things. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. And with gerrymandering, too, I just, I wish it was already figured out. Like, the whole, you know, not Mm -hmm. doing that, especially with, like, voting coming up so (laughs) soon. That is going to make a huge difference. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I wish Mm -hmm. it was figured out. I wish our legislators had a little more oomph. Yeah. You can quote me on that. Or, (laughs) or, uh, they would actually listen to their constituents that would be nice too yeah you know you can dream yeah yeah we can dream that the government that was by the people for the people would listen to the people but you know it's probably never gonna happen it's just really interesting with these two new laws that they're being signed with revisions for what we already voted for yes so it's like are they really new Mm -hmm. they're just taking what we already have and Changing it because they said we were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Big brother government knows best. Oh, yeah. Apparently. All right. Well, that was a lot. Uh, (laughs) Let's move on to some honorable mentions, shall we? Yes. Yes. Ooh, there's some exciting ones today. This one, I think it's awesome. Um, This new bill that passed its first hearing, um, it would let Utahns have a wine subscription. (laughs) Finally! Yeah, they can finally they can subscribe to these like wine clubs that don't sell wine mm-hmm. in the state. And God. so this way they can like get wine that isn't sold here for whatever reason that may be. Like I don't know, maybe the alcohol content's too high or something. I don't know. But and it can be delivered to the state's Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control and then they can pick it up and drink the oh. wine of their choice. So there's still an intermediary? There is still an intermediary. Hmm. Lawmakers are hoping that Utahns will have to go to these government-controlled locations and it will avoid direct consumer sales and underage drinking. It basically (laughs) says that all liquor sales have to go through this government department before being sold. But the bill passed its Senate hearing with a unanimous vote. Yeah, under the law right now, if someone wanted to buy wine that wasn't available in Utah, they mm-hmm. would have to purchase an entire case of it, Holy which seems, shit. like, excessive to me. So now they could just, like, buy one bottle if they want to. Yeah. And it also expands the selection that wine lovers can choose from. The bill requires wine subscription businesses to register with the Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control before selling. I think the concept of a wine subscription is awesome. Yes. Well, it's it's a huge thing. Um, have you ever gotten, like, ordered anything from Barnes & Noble and had it shipped to your yeah. house? With every Barnes & Noble order, they give you a gift card to a wine subscription, and I've never been able to use them <laughs> or give them to anyone who can use them because it's illegal to get alcohol delivered in Utah. It's so wild. I know one day this will go a step further where you can get your wine delivered to your house. Yes. For now, you have to pick it up. But it's a step. Yeah. But also in other states, like, you can get, like, alcoholic beverages delivered to you through, like, Grubhub and Postmates. (laughs) Really? Not here. No. And this still doesn't cover that, so that's just ranting, but... Other states oh, the are possibilities. so foreign to me. Right. I always, it blows my mind every time I go on a trip and we go inside a grocery store and there's just like hard liquor on the shelves and I'm just I like, what? <laughs> I was in, where was I? I think I was in Georgia over the summer for like this conference. It's like I was in the CVS and there's mm-hmm. this whole aisle of just 
alcohol. And I yeah. took a picture and I sent it to my father. And I said, don't you wish you lived here? <laughs> I was like, you could get anything you wanted. It's CVS. Yeah. You don't have to run to the state liquor store <laughs> and know. wait in the insane lines. Oh, that's so wild. And hope that you get there before 8 o'clock. <laughs> uh, yeah. Utah is its own special place. It really is. So. And Man, I've been seeing, you know, this is one of them, but there have been a few laws that are starting to, like, loosen those restrictions a little bit, and yeah. I'm really happy about it. You're like, yeah. Because it's Loosen so up a bit. Idiotic. Take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <coughs> but, yeah. Also, I guess it technically doesn't apply because I'm not 21 yet I know, as of this like, recording, but... As of this day... Uh-huh. There are about eight months until I can truly enjoy mm, this bill, yes. said bill. But well, um, at least it will be fully passed by then. That's probably. true. Before they make some adjustments mm-hmm. to, of course. Yes. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you just have to expect that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know. Well, next up, we've got some high hopes to bring the Winter Olympics back to Utah sometime in the future. So the Senate committee signed an agreement saying that Utah would agree to hosting the Olympic and Paralympic Games here if it was offered. This comes about two weeks after Governor Herbert and Aaron Mendenhall created a committee that would be responsible for preparing a bid to put Utah in consideration to host. And who else would be put on that committee than our own Westminster College President Beth Dobkin? Shout out to her, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I w- yeah. Dobkin. Dobkin. You go. I know. I Dobby was- Dobbs. <laughs> Dobby Dobkin. I hope she listens to the. <laughs> if so, a special shout out. <clears throat> but yeah, I was talking to President Dobkin the other day about this because I was curious. And basically, she was like, there are conversations between her and Mendenhall, and they're talking about how Westminster is always a huge part of the Olympics because, mm-hmm. like, our school produces a pretty good yeah. percentage of the athletes. And then when it was hosted, the like, Olympics was hosted here last time, our school was actually, like, shut down so Ooh. that they could house <laughs> people. <laughs> so, you know, we're a pretty big deal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, this, res- this resolution basically is basically just a statement that Utah is ready to host whenever and says the state agrees to the rules and policies made by the Olympics committees, whatever they may be in the future. And they're not sure if this bid is coming for the 2030 games or the 2034 games, but they want to be ready either way. So from here, the bill will head to the full Senate for a vote. I like this. I, I like, like it, too. You know, like good feel good yeah bill. also i'm always pro you know there have been uh, like a lot of controversies in the last few olympics of yeah. like all of these cities hosting the olympics that have like really high like poverty rates and like they have to yeah. build these like billion dollar stadiums for them and but we utah has already hosted the olympics we already have the facilities like other than a few updates like we're already prepared to do it yeah. you know like we've we've got the stuff yeah so assuming snow still exists that is true that that is a good <laughs> uh, good point assuming there assuming it still snows by the time we uh, get to host again mm-hmm. um it's coming so yeah <laughs> looking forward to that mhm but yeah 
Yeah, all right. Well, moving on to our main story, education. Yeah. There's a few moves being made in the legislature right now having to do with college and high school. For example, we have a bill that wants to lower the number of credits required to graduate from high school. Yes, so House Bill 355. It's sponsored by Representative Carrie Ann Lisbonby. I think I said that correctly. And it would essentially make it a bit easier to graduate high school because it decreases how many core classes you need to take. So right now the School Board of Education requires that you take three math, three science, and four language arts credits on top of your elective classes to graduate. The bill would decrease each requirement by one, so you'd only have to take two math and science classes and three language arts credits. It would also add a requirement for students to take a class on financial literacy and budgeting. Um, <clears throat> why do we need to make it easier to graduate high school is my question. I'm not sure what the reasoning was behind this, but I mean, like, I remember... You know, there being kids in classes that just, like, really struggled because it was just not their thing, you know? Mm, but... I guess. I guess. I yeah. can't speak for everyone's experience, but I'm like, high school's pretty easy for me, so I don't know. Yeah. It kind of was for me, too. <laughs> I'm like, so I don't know if yeah. I can really speak for everyone. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah <laughs> aren't financial literacy classes already required that's what i was gonna say i took a financial literacy Me class too. as a senior and i had to, to yeah. graduate i mean it was a really shitty class but i still i, I didn't still learn had anything. to take it yeah <laughs> my teacher was crazy uh-huh <coughs> oh, i just my my teacher just said uh just listen to dave ramsey <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, that was pretty oh much all we did was we watched Dave Ramsey videos. Oh my god. Mine just, like, had us make a budget every now and then based mm. off an imaginary life we were living. Oh. And I don't know why. Yeah. I definitely was getting paid more than I'm going to be mm -hmm. in real life. So yeah. don't know how well that prepared me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We also learned a little bit about, like, investing in stock, but they never taught us how to do our taxes. I was just going to say, I still don't know how to do yeah. my taxes. Uh -huh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. They failed me. Uh -huh. So it's, like, almost three years later. Yeah. And um, still don't know how to do my taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also... Like, even with the requirements of there being, like, three of each or whatever, like, I only had to take, like, one class my senior year to graduate. Like, there was only one required same. class that I had to take my senior year. I think mine's the same way. Yeah. If I'm remembering it correctly. And even then, like, I didn't have to, what is it, three science? Like, I skipped taking physics and I took mm. wildlife biology instead oh. and it was easier but I still got that science credit so I feel like you could work your way around yeah the credit requirements mm -hmm. so yeah what this one like I don't really feel either any particular way about it and pretty yeah. neutral I just want to know why I want to know why too <laughs> why yeah <laughs> But of I mean, all of the problems with the Utah, with Utah's education, and this is what you're trying to I fix? I feel like with all the issues we have, what you want to do is educate people less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. 
Is this like a budget cut? Oh my god. Watch it be a budget cut. They're like, ah. If we take down as many, how many classes they have to take, then we don't have to pay as many teachers. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Of course, this is all speculation, but it's kind of what it looks like. It's the only reason that I can think of in my brain. I don't know why it would. Yeah, I I don't see any other reason, so, you know. Yeah. Well, next we've got a bill that would allow former offenders, that's a vague term, but stay with me here, mm-hmm. um, to still be eligible for state-funded scholarships, so these students with criminal records are basically given a reset button, that's what some lawmakers are calling it, um, that would let them apply for this New Century Scholarship. Todd Weiler, who is the sponsor of the bill, says it would give students a chance to think about the lesson they learned while they are incarcerated. The bill would remove the policy that students with criminal records can't apply, but he said it doesn't apply to misdemeanor traffic citations. Yeah, he says if they've been released and have served their time, it's time for a fresh start. So the bill has received some pushback because most students who are applying for these scholarships that it would apply to are high school seniors. And they say that if those seniors have criminal convictions, they can seal those records and apply for scholarships anyway. The bill is still pretty vague because the scholarship has no specific prohibition against applicants with criminal records other than those traffic citations. I would really want to know what kind of criminal offenders we are protecting under this bill. Yeah, like, is it, well, I'm assuming that if it's talking about, like, incarcerated kids, then it has to be felonies. Yeah. But, like, I remember there are a lot of scholarships that if you've been convicted of a felony, then you can't apply, which I've always thought is really terrible. Like, plus, the majority of the time, like, a lot of people that are applying for scholarships are, like, maybe, like, juniors in high school, like, Mm -hmm. when they're applying for colleges, and that means that they haven't had the opportunity to seal their record yet. That's a good point, because, like, yeah, they say 18. I graduated high school when I was 17. Yeah. So, like, let's say I had a criminal record, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to seal that from anybody. Yeah. So. Also, why do you care about traffic citations? I know. How weird so is that? So many teenagers get traffic citations because they don't know how to drive. Like, how weird is that? They're like, any conviction except your traffic citations? Yeah. Wh- Why? Why? What does that have to do with your college education? No, like, oh, we're we're gonna forgive those felons, but those traffic violators, they're the devil. Like, how dare you, I don't know, run a tr- red light one time yeah. in your life. No money for you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Weird. not to say that children that have committed felonies are worse people. We're just saying that it should <laughs> it you should include both. Like why is know, the traffic it's citation weird, but it's still the so one that's still vague there. in its language. Yeah. It's like we don't know who exactly we'd protect, but definitely not traffic citations. And that yeah. is fascinating to me. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's weird and I don't quite understand the language in it but yeah yeah but also you should be able to apply for scholarships criminal record or not amen pay for that college yeah education get that bank get that bank 
All right. Well, that's it for this episode. So make sure to come back for our next episode where we're going to be looking at taxes. I know. So exciting. (laughs) There's been like some weird restructuring up there at the legislature. And we're also going to look and see what lawmakers are doing, if anything, after that whole tax reform bill that they repealed. We'll also be checking back in on the highlights from the rest of this week. As always, be sure to check out more of the forum's content on our website, wcforummedia.com, and follow our social media accounts at wcforummedia to get the latest updates on our stories. Make sure to vote on yes. Tuesday, Super yes. Tuesday. Get your ballots in. Yes, please. 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 And we'll see you next time. Yes, we will. Salute.